your being goddess state is always within reach. It's a state of activating the next version of you that's always wanting to show up. It's pivoting out of the imposter syndrome, head on, eyes open, even within the darkness of this major uprising. Welcome to the rise of the Goddess Collective. I am your host, Michelle Julian, your Goddess Guide. Welcome to Rise of the Goddess Collective podcast. I am your host, Michelle Julian, your Goddess Guide. Today is a special episode, and I am talking about my favorite, favorite person, my grandson, and it's all about what I learned the past 10 days. My husband and I decided to take care of the four and a half year old, Wyatt, and um, while the parents were away on a trip skiing. And it was really, really fun and very, very enlightening. And I just can't wait to share all of my ahas as not only as a mother or a, caregiver, or a caregiver, but, you know, just witnessing, witnessing a four-year-old learn how harmonizing habits is really like the key tool, right? The key tool to emotionally regulating your process in life. So, you know, you always hope as a mother that you do everything that you can to help your child navigate in the world. But sometimes we need guidance. I know I did. And also, you know, just staying inspired to learn. And one of the things I did was I would go according to the different age group that my daughter was going through. Like she, if she was going through the terrible twos, like read a bunch of books about that, or maybe talk to my mom about what she did. And you know, you just kind of figure it out as you need the guidance and know that you're gonna do the best you can and you are probably not gonna always do the right thing because that helps you relax. But you know, you also learn from your children. And that's what I learned over the past 10, I think it's 10 days um, from my grandson. So he's a four-year-old and I learned so much from him. And, you know, children at that age have a remarkable ability to teach us about kindness, communication, emotional intelligence. They remind us to slow down and feel our feelings which helps us better understand ourselves and others. And 
as you learn from your children, you know, you also develop your own unique style of parenting. It's essential to trust your instincts and do what feels right for your child. And even if it goes against the traditional parenting methods, and as a grandparent, um, you know, I witness the positive impact of the parenting choices and the lessons that I learned. And as I watched my own children become parents, um, you can offer, you know, guidance and support as they figure it out, their own approach to child rearing, which my, you know, daughter has done. We should never underestimate the power of learning from a child though, no matter their age and their innocence and their curiosity and their emotional intelligence. It can inspire us to be better parents and better people. So as a parent, it can be challenging to know the right thing to do, but learning what instinctively feels right and improvising with our emotional intelligence, we can create a positive and nurturing environment for our children to thrive. It's unfortunate that, you know, emotional intelligence was not emphasized in the past as it is just as essential as traditional academic subjects. However, now we have the opportunity to prioritize it and see the positive impact it can have on our children's lives. As someone who has lived through several decades, I can see how the world is slowing down and recognizing the importance of emotional intelligence. It's vital that you know, we contribute to society in a positive way and that starts with raising emotionally intelligent and compassionate children. So the thing is, is you grow from your experiences and you prioritize this emotional intelligence in your parenting and in our lives. And we're doing it with compassion and understanding so we can create like a brighter future, not only for ourselves, but for the next generation. I was reading an article earlier just about that, that our generation has an opportunity to learn from our positive things that help them in their lives and also have can learn from the negative things that they came across. So then they don't need to pass that on. But the certain legacy that we leave generationally is real. And, you know, I think communication and expression of our emotions are probably one of the essential elements of being a human being. So as a grandmother spending time with my four and a half year old grandson, I realized the importance of my own emotional regulation. I needed naps, <laughs> lots of naps. And he loved that because he understood because he has like story time. He doesn't do naps anymore, but he like kind of has quiet time at school, after lunch and at home, they have quiet time 
with either listening to a story or he is lucky enough to watch only like a short um, Netflix kid-friendly show. And um, he really learns. He really learns about quieting his mind, slowing down and going going inward, right? He's, he's going inward. He's using his imagination while he's listening to this story. And uh, he learns, you know, how feelings are important, whether you're happy, you're sad, and ways to, you know, they call it do the opposite, learn how to do the opposite. And so he can feel really happy, by doing certain things with his hands and then coming and bringing his hands down to feel another way. And it's really fun to watch and witness him learn about his emotions and how he can regulate them in a story. And they, they put so much um, fun to it, you don't even, you know, you're not realizing they're really teaching this emotional regulation, but he's learning to help himself, you know, feel into whatever he's feeling. If he's feeling sad, he can feel sad and express that. And that's such a great skill to learn in the world. So you can, you know, develop the strength of this emotional intelligence because it's a practice. And I think, what was the big, you know, takeaway for me, because it's such a fast paced world with all our technology. And when I brought my daughter, we didn't have a phone. She didn't have a phone and, you know, she wouldn't even expose to like phones or anything. I don't even think I exposed her to computer. Um, it's so it's kind of, it's kind of nice. The technology is nice because it, it gives us convenience and more free time in some ways, but it also is tempting to speed up our getting things done to become you know, more efficient with our tasks, which can lead to you know, kind of neglecting that space, that me time, quiet time, our, and this will then affect that that emotional well-being and you know during the time with my grandson I noticed that you know both my daughter and her husband you know they need to navigate this in a way that's a little bit tricky because they work full-time for you know they're working for other people they're not entrepreneurs um, per se, like me, I've been an entrepreneur really over many decades. Um, this can make it challenging to prioritize that emotional intelligence and regulation of emotions, which is pretty critical for the children's development in this world, um, to, to really be in the world, to be kind and be aware and be kind to ourselves first. So it's hard to navigate this ever-changing world, but I think that if we stay open-minded and curious about how we can prioritize 
this emotional intelligence and expression of emotions, even in the midst of this fast paced modern life, by doing so, we can create a more balanced, fulfilling life for ourselves in future generations. So as a grandmother, I have witnessed how important it is to have emotional intelligence as you're raising a child. This world is so, so fast paced. And with technology, it can be helpful, but overwhelming. It's essential to kind of slow down with my four-year-old, you know, he taught me that importance um, to even help him with his um, emotional um, regulation. And it's, it's just kind of interesting, the whole concept of, you know, whether you're an entrepreneur, to understand that energies required when raising a child while working with someone else versus owning a business. But, you know, learning to manage the time and prioritize, you know, responsibilities is such a valuable skill for everyone, regardless of their career path. Um, and, you know, understanding the concept of time and managing it efficiently is not only a, cru a crucial skill that children need to learn, as a four and a half year old, my grandson, he was already learning the skill I manage his preschool time. He's so cute. He knows when he's supposed to be picked up, when he's going to school. He's very aware of time and he's also aware of bedtime. It's fascinating to see how he understands the importance of managing time to feel good in his body. So cute. He has these little timers or sand, like sand timers. So you flip them over and it, the sand goes through and there are different times. There's one for five, 10, 15, I think 20. And there's even a one minute. I think there might be two minutes. No, I think it's one minute. And then five, 10, 15. And he is so cute. When we were using the timers, he knew how to manipulate to extend the time because he understands the concept of time and he knew like you know bedtime's happening and so he's looking at the sand the timer as we're playing the game because we always like play some kind of game call it the community game and he said Mimi we can do this community game anywhere we can do it at your house we can do it in Vermont because he has a house in Vermont he goes, and whenever you come here, you can do it. And, you know, we can do it anywhere, wherever we are. We always can play this community game. It's just so cute. And, you know, he's excited about creating something with somebody else, that connection, that human connection. And he he's just full of curiosity and wants to have this experience with you and he wants you to have a good experience and just very sweet. So just need to digress there and give you the little cute little story, but you know, it is, it's, it's hard, you know, the, the concept of time, my 
myself, I know I always struggled with time management. And even as a young adult, I struggled with it. It was just one of those skills that my mom just really didn't ingrain in me. I don't know. I don't think they even want, they were watches. I started wearing a watch and that really helped. And, you know, once I was in school, you know, really had to be on a schedule, right? And then, you know, once you get out of school, you graduate, you get a job, and then you're working for somebody, you really have to know the concept of time. But as an entrepreneur, it was even kind of trickier for me because I had more space. So being aware of time was hard, even to the point sometimes when I would be with a client, I wouldn't even know how much time would go by. And, you know, they would be like, oh my God, it's like, you know, 2.30, I needed to get out here by two o'clock or 2.15 to get back to work, you know, and they loved, you know, working with me, but they, you know, really wanted me to be more aware of time. And so I learned and they learned my style and we, you know, figured it out. And then just really working on that skill and understanding that um, things start and then they also finish. There's not this endless loop of life. Um, it's kind of fun. It's my husband, because he's the opposite of me. He is very time oriented. He's typically the type of person that goes to the place um, a half an hour before, maybe even more than that, before to be there before half an hour, because he doesn't like the stress of rushing. And with me, it felt normal to have that stress. So, you know, it's really interesting to see how my daughter broke that cycle and how she is very time oriented. She did not learn the lack of time management from me. She absolutely broke that cycle. Her dad was very time oriented. Um, but I really think, you know, that's what children do. They kind of learn the things they don't want to learn from the parent and they take the stuff that they do want to learn. And I was, I was always interested in being an energy healer and being an occupational therapist, massage therapist. And I learned about pacing myself and that's how I kind of birth the Julian method and, you know, to kind of divert into another subject, but it all ties in because, you know, you really need to understand pacing and have a pace that's in alignment with your energy expenditure. And that kind of ties in with you learn what you need to learn from your parents and you unlearn what you don't need to learn from your parents. Um, and it, you know, it's interesting that even with time management and pacing, you also learn how important like sleep is as you get older and, um, you know, children don't know that, you know, they're tired. They just got all this kind of kinetic energy, frenetic energy, I call it, when they're really overtired. They think that they're getting a surge of energy, but it's really that they're just frenetic. 
and they really need to slow down and pause and do all that pacing with slowing down. So you're playing with the community, but then you're going to start to read a book and then brush the teeth and talk smoothly, lower your voice, get the pace. So it's really sleepy. <laughs> Did I put you to sleep? No. Um, yeah. So, you know, this is really the trick. The trick is thinking positively, starting your day and checking in with yourself throughout the day. Like asking questions like, how am I feeling right now? What is causing me stress or anxiety? And then taking the time to nurture yourself in those moments. Now, if you're doing that, your child is going to model that. So they model what they learn and a really fun Side note, my grandson, when we were playing the community game, he actually diversed, he diversed, yeah, diversed. Diversion? Something like that. Anyway, he decided to change it up a little bit. He became his dad and he was working and then he pulled out the little baby doll and I was the mummy taking care of the baby and the dad needed to go upstairs to go to work because they work sometimes from their house, right? And it was so fun to see him model his dad, like even his mannerisms, he kind of like took his head and kind of brought his head down and kind of went up the stairs because that's where his office is. And then he would come back and He'd say, okay, you know, I took care of that. We can finish the game now. And it was just so, so sweet to see him do that. And, you know, it's just important to be in that moment, in that space when the child is um, expressing these emotions and, you know, watching how he's modeling what you're doing is really a key takeaway for you as a parent. So, you know, when you keep creating these habits and these routines that support the overwhelming of your child, it's helping you commit to yourself and your own needs. Same time, it's not always easy, but it's definitely worth it in the long run. And it's not, it's not just about you know, sleep, it's about taking care of yourself throughout the day, finding moments of peace and joy and being intentional about how you live your life. And when your child sees you do this, when he sees you take care of yourself, then he's learning how to take care of himself and, you know, finding harmony in our lives individually can be, hey, you know, mommy, you know, wants to take a break and go see her girlfriends 
And, you know, that's important for mommy because mommy is mommy, but she is, and she's also a wife, but she's also a person that has her own needs and her own things that she wants to, you know, work on and develop and nurture her friendships, or maybe it's, you know, a creative, like, project, maybe it's something that she's hasn't done in a long time. Maybe she just needs to go for a bike ride alone by herself and, and learn how to sink into her quiet time. And I see my daughter doing these things now as she has a child and she understands the importance of her own emotional regulation and how that's affecting her son. And so is her dad, I mean, not her dad, but Wyatt's dad is doing the same. And that's great for him to see that, you know, it's really important for your child to witness you having a healthy relationship with yourself, whether it's about food Um, understanding, you know, there's junk food and there's healthy food. And they're even teaching him about that and how, you know, he's skiing and he can have a hot dog and he can have a chocolate chip cookie, you know, and he he knows that's kind of considered junk food. And then the healthy food is more like, you know, the broccoli, the beets, you know, lots of vegetables, he so understands vegetables. And that's a contribution to him having access to a farm, which Ashley's husband, Eric, his sister has a farm. So he really understands about, you know, vegetables and how long vegetables last and all the vegetables that are good for you. And, you know, just He just knows so much about healthy versus unhealthy. And it's a really good, healthy relationship with food. So there's no shaming going on. And he knows, he knows when he's full. There's there's no like, you know, you got to eat everything that's on your plate because that's how I grew up, you know, and, and I think most, you know, people in my generation grew up that way, you know, you got to eat everything on your plate, can't leave the you know, you can't leave the table unless you have eaten everything on your plate. And, you know, that kind of contributed to me having my own overeating, you know, disorder and a lifelong journey of really learning how to know when I was full. And, um, you know, learning that was, isn't ever, it's a, it's a long journey. I'm still learning it. And I, I'm still processing that sometimes I've definitely gotten to that point where I'm getting the handle on it and it's just so nice to see my grandson not like picking up on those old paradigm programmings of you know this food is bad and this food is good and you only you know, get to eat X, Y, Z. And it it just shouldn't be like that because when you're doing that, you're contributing to a very toxic culture with 
um, food. And I'm just so, so grateful and blessed to see my daughter and her husband changing that paradigm. And so I just want you to take this episode in and have your own reflection time on the theme of emotional regulation and harmonizing our habits and how you can be inspired to see your children learn such a young age to understand their own feelings, witness them, be curious, tune into what makes them feel good. Take the time with them. It's definitely going to be worth it because in today's world, there's a lot of shame and judgment surrounding these food choices and lifestyle habits. But instead of shaming ourselves or others, you can focus on education and awareness to help them live healthy, fulfilling lives. And, you know, just to achieve this, I would ask yourself questions like, how can I reset my habits to be more in harmony with a lifestyle I aspire to have? And then take an action, mindfully, physically, and spiritually. By learning to emotionally regulate and strengthen our emotional intelligence, we can create positive change in ourselves and the world around us. So let's take inspiration from the example of Wyatt and his embracing the gift of understanding his own feelings so he can be the creator of his own world without shaming himself or judging himself and understanding that he gets to learn this awareness so he can live his best life. Thanks for listening today to my story of the Wyatt story of me taking care of Wyatt, my four and a half year old. Remember, your activation is my activation. Bye for now. Thank you for being here inside the Goddess Collective. I wanted to let you know that when you come to the Collective, you are receiving free resources that help you with your self-awareness. I created free trainings for you. It's the Julian Method Goddess Activation Group. It's free and it's a face group collective to help you get started with a new way of living. Follow along and witness the power 
of intentionally living with me and step in to the new realm of self-care for the activated goddess. There are bare bones, basic 101 goddess tips and tools. You'll get a three-day consecutive boot camp. It's a taster of the Julian method. I help you get started on your goddess practice. You'll find it at the JulianGoddessCoaching.com. And also, a real special treat, you can receive the Being and Becoming Goddess Oracle Deck. Yes, I birthed this during the pandemic. Super juicy. You'll receive a published deck with a digital deck and also your own goddess activated meditation audio. Juicy, juicy goddess things are in store for you. I am so excited for you and this journey. Have a glorious day and remember your activation is my activation. Have a great day.